a blast from the past our favorites where are they now now what we do is i'm gonna include it every monday evening and uh, we would have done it yesterday but we had the very talented neon dreams in studio with us so we couldn't do it last night but as of next week monday our favorites where are they now and what we do is we bring you artists that you know they were big bye 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 groot in it wasn't just Radio Heldeberg. The music was playing all over. And tonight, you know him from The X Factor. You know him from this. And this. I love it. Another one. If this isn't love, then why do we fight for it? And this one. And who could forget this one? That's why I'm so excited. It's Ben Hay now. How are you? Are you doing good? How has your day been? Release day for your new single? Yeah, it's been brilliant actually. Um, I was approached by some guys. I'm, I'm independent at the moment, but I was approached by the guys at Warner to um, to release okay. some acoustic covers and stuff. So yeah, I've got a, another sort of five coming out. But yeah, today wow. release day for Purple Rain. So um, buzzing. At the it's moment, beautiful, yeah. and we have it. We're going to add it to the system. We're going to play it. As oh wow, thank you. All your music. I really. <laughs> I don't think you know this, but you were so well known when everything happened for you and that is why i have this segment it's called blast from the past our favorites where are they now obviously you are the favorite and the blast from the past Uh, we're gonna go back to (laughs) we're gonna go back to x factor because obviously that's where it all started for you and interestingly enough i was talking to one of my colleagues the other day and she was actually in the crowd at the final in the uk when you wow. won the X Factor. Wow, no refunds. Tell her there's no refunds, I'm afraid. No, That's no, it. no, no. That's the thing. She said that the feeling that she got when you won was surreal. So I would really like oh, to know man. how was that feeling for you? Like It's it's one of those things, Lindy. I think um, it, it takes a while to actually kind of kick in. I think I didn't really realize what had happened until kind of a year after it happened. And at the time, it's kind of like um, cheesy as it sounds. It's like an out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. And you're so kind of... Uh, tired and, and and you know you got to the end of this amazing competition um and i think you know nothing seems real at that point but uh yeah i mean a couple of days later i guess me and my wife were, were just kind of well my who wasn't my wife was my fiance at the time but um we were just sitting in a hotel room and it was just kind of like all of a sudden bang you know you you've won this competition wow. um yeah and it, it was yeah. life-changing it has been life-changing so um yeah i got i i, I, I say i'm kind of lost for words when i think about it so it was an incredible experience that's a that's actually my second question i wanted to ask you did your life change completely after that yeah a hundred percent i mean i've always been in bands for for a long time kind of been in rock and blues bands and um you know i was in a band for about seven or eight years trying to make it um just in the industry and I was driving a van for a living as well, you know, so kind of had to do that as a, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> a lot of a lot of driving bands and had to do that as um, as a means to make a living but mm. you know straight afterwards it's um and since then it's been my career it's given me sort of the opportunity to work with um you know some of the world's best producers to to, mm. to be on stage with some of the, the biggest artists in the world and um yeah completely flipped my life you know in in that small amount of time that you're yeah. doing it um, and particularly you know the night after you win nothing's the same afterwards and it, it's brilliant you know it, it's good and bad it comes with its up and downsides but um yeah completely changed my life man i mean you you had the opportunity to share the stage with ed sheeran how was that yeah not too bad not, not everyone bad can say all. like hey i i did like ed sheeran's song with ed sheeran i know right and um i was blown away i was absolutely blown away such a nice guy such a massive talent mm-hmm. and um you know was was again I think the only word I can really use for most of that experience was surreal because Mm -hmm. to to be on that stage you know singing with what probably the biggest artist on the planet Mm -hmm. at the time um and for, for him to be so kind of lovely, you're, you're nervous, you know, you're singing yeah. his song up there and, you, and, and you, you know, I, I, yeah, it was it was an incredible experience. And I think um, that's something I'm never, ever going to forget, ever, oh, ever. Well, now he now he can say that I'm a way. I share the stage with being in Just throwing that yeah. in there. In South yeah, Africa, no, you actually say it was a, a lacquer experience. Lacquer. Okay. That's like the slang word that I'm going to teach you throughout this interview. So what does it mean? What's lacquer? I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like no. Oh, Lindy, man, you can't it's, teach it's, me if you just, don't know. No, it's just a word that you use for everything. If you like the food, you say the food is lacquer. If you right, cool. meet a nice guy, you say that's a lacquer. Oh, like he's a lacquer oh. guy. So oh, lacquer right. is just a word you can use for everything, and it's not a like not a rude word. I'm not going to teach you the bad. Well, I don't. Know. Okay, well, I'm bringing that to the UK. I'm going to start passing. You can that word use around. it. You can really. Thank use you. Chiara Sky. Okay, so South African, and we are from South Africa, and you guys did a song together how did that happen how did you meet up with her to that was um i'd written the song alive kind of for my second album um Mm. and i was reached out to by the guys at sony um sony music south africa um about kind of releasing more music out there Mm. and i always thought that uh it could do with kind of like a a female vocal on there um and they offered a couple of artists or mentioned a couple of artists and um kiana kind of laid down a demo for it and i just thought yeah it, it completely you know, bought it alive, bought it alive. Yeah. It bought a completely different kind of side to, to the track and something that um, I think it was lacking originally. So yeah, again, never got to meet her, all done kind of over um, really? over emails and stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I, there was a point when I was going to come out and I think um, something something was happening this end, maybe we, we were going out on tour and stuff, so timelines didn't really add up. But um, yeah, it, it was incredible, you know? Um, and a couple of other South African artists as well, Karen Zoid, I think. Oh wow! Um, I'd love, to, yeah, I'd love to, to love to do something with her. You know, there's some great stuff oh. happening in South Africa. So um, yeah, but the Keanu Sky thing came about basically with Sony South Africa approaching me for for some new music. So that's crazy. That I'm actually going to see. Yeah, it was lacquer. Wow, yeah. lacquer. I'm actually going to go see Cotton Zoid live on Saturday. Oh wow! Phenomenal. So you guys can put a good word in for me, Lindy man. Put a I'll, good word I'll in. I'll try my best. I'll try. Uh, you're, you're a singer as well, right? I've seen your. Instagram I try sometimes. I try. Yeah. Yeah, you don't try. You're doing, doing it, it for doing it for like a little side thing, but I'm enjoying it, yeah. and I think that's the that you can agree. That's like the 
the biggest part of music is you have to enjoy it when when doing yeah i think i think people can see through it you know if you're just doing something for the the hell of it um Mm -hmm. you know people aren't really going to buy into that so if you're doing something from the heart and something that Mm -hmm. you love then yeah absolutely so it was one of your original songs you were doing on piano that um yeah yeah. oh wow okay you really went far down the line listen i do my research man i do my research Uh, i can say the same i (laughs) media every little part (laughs) that i didn't know but luckily for you i was really into x factor back in the day especially cool. when yeah. you were on so I did follow your journey and that made it easy so I'm very excited about this interview I want to know life after X Factor what yeah. happened music it's yeah I mean music and stuff carried on I, initially after I mean after the initial couple of releases um, and they decided that they wanted to part ways with me which is essentially me getting sacked from the label mm-hmm. um, you know it, it, it's, it hits you hard because you think that you've worked all this kind of you, you know you've had this massive springboard and you think all your hopes and dreams have come true and then all of a sudden it's, the rug's kind of pulled out from underneath you but um, I think that's more of a mindset because what you've got from that show what you've got from releasing your music is at such a wide fan base mm-hmm. that you know, you can continue to make music because of the fans is the you know the only reason that you can do shows anyway. Otherwise, you you'd be playing to nobody. So um, it was tough for me. I, I think mentally, kind of you know, not to, not to drag it down, but mentally, I, w- I went through a bit of a, a difficult time at that stage. Uh-huh. Um, but but got through it, you know, with the help of family and friends and, and obviously yeah. the fans, and just just continued to make music. So it, that was kind of my therapy, really. Um, going independent and kind of releasing stuff independently again with the springboard of of, of all the stuff from the x factor Mm -hmm. made it much easier than just kind of going it alone so Mm -hmm. i would say it in some respects it kind of knocked me back a little bit but to be able to get kind of more creative control over what you want to do um and to you know i'm very very happy with the first album that i've done you know absolutely Mm -hmm. over the moon with it and you know the the sales and things that it achieved and the actual songs but to be able to get a bit more creative control for me like i'm i'm kind of more of a rocky kind of bluesy guy and to maybe steer away slightly from that mm. kind of middle of the road pop stuff for me was was great and to be able to work with mm. people that, that I wanted to you know so yeah it, it's been cool that was obviously challenging you know just going from the one genre into the other one yeah oh, it's definitely it, it's difficult because you've got a I mean, I, as I said before, the X Factor, I was a I was a rock singer, you know. And then coming into the X Factor, you kind of uh, you pick certain songs. I mean, I've done some Eagles stuff, I've done Highway to Hell, but in between that, you're kind of you know trying to find a bit more of a, I suppose for the label's sake of it, you're trying to find a bit more of a sort of generic path or something that a lot of people can buy into. Uh, moving away from that, I guess it's not just been like you know I haven't gone from doing what I'm doing to kind of doing a death metal album. Mm. You know, I don't think that would have gone down. <laughs> great or people would have bought into it but um, mm. you, you kind of can slowly step away and I think there was kind of highlights and hints of, of that first album songs like Brother um, and stuff like that which were kind of a bit more guitar based and, and maybe a bit you know further away from kind of just your mainstream pop stuff so it's it's a slow progression but it, you don't want to just alienate people by yeah. going this was me now and then I've got kind of you know nail varnish on and long hair and, and all that stuff you know, so. <laughs> but I think what's also a nice thing is the fact that X Factor gave you the platform it gave you something to start with and in the process of going from like pop to a little bit more rock you you could I don't want to say convert because that's the, that's the wrong word but you could have converted some of the pop loving fans into loving cool. something else not just you know that's a great point yeah, that's, yeah it's a great point and I think that people also because of the X Factor um 
I mean, just going on, uh, if you were just a new artist and kind of just mm-hmm. got radio playing stuff like that, people don't get to know your story and know about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, a lot of the, the thing with X Factor was people were kind of invested in me as a person as well. Yeah. So for them to to be more accepting of, you know, because because I guess they kind of felt like they know, they know me, um, they're kind of more invested and more willing to come on that journey with you rather than just go, oh, hey, this is what we heard first off and this is what we liked, you know? So yeah, it's been, um, it's been great. And the fans, the, the reaction to it has been fantastic. You know, I still kind of, like we said, dabble in some acoustic stuff. And I think that's, you know, being an artist and being able to do loads of different kind of sounding stuff is great. Mm. But um, when it comes to writing the originals again, you know, taking people on that journey, like you said, and, and getting to convert some people's musical tastes maybe is, um, is really, really cool. And I can with a 100% honest heart tell you that I don't think I've met anyone who didn't know your music. Like no it was way. so big in South Africa. And I'm not just saying that because we're having an interview. It's yeah. it really, it was so, so, so big. Something I need, secondhand heart, crowd favorites. It still is. Like you can oh, still wow. play it at a whatever you go to well it's a pandemic you can't go to anything now but if you play it it, then it's still a well-known and everyone sings along to it and the program manager is actually here with me now and he could agree like the the music it was just charting ever since it came out and i think that's cool it's cool to know that you are over there and your music did that great not yeah, it's a, who you it, are, you know. I mean, even even you saying that, man, it's it, you know, it kind of makes me blush a bit. It's um, <laughs> it, it's it's mind-boggling to think before that, yeah, that your music is is reaching. Mm all over the world do you know what I mean and to have that sort of impact and um, I've got an uncle who moved out to South Africa years and years back you know and he kind of sent messages saying oh, you know you're on the radio here quite a lot and it's just kind of like even to this day you think well I'm a uh, you know I'm a, I'm a lad who grew up raised by his mum in a council flat from Croydon did I ever wow. expect my music yeah no, no not, not you know there's millions of us that live in council flats here but did I expect my music to, to you know to even travel to mm. you know Scotland let alone to travel all, mm. all over the world and it's um it's it's amazing. But yeah, I mean, just last that. night when I was on air, your song, I think it was all yours. It was playlisted and it was... Oh, wow. Not just yeah. the first time, it happens quite a lot. So last night you were in and I actually used that to tell people, hey, I'm going to be talking to him. So keep an ear out. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, in the in the UK, I mean, particularly because of because of being kind of, I think being dropped from labels and, and the stigma that comes from, from that X Factor thing, um, Radio play, like particularly for all yours, man. It was it was one of my favourite songs that, mm. that I wrote for that album. Oh, um, wow. And it doesn't get played. You know that that stuff doesn't get played here. I get the occasional kind of something I need Christmas play and stuff like mm. that. But yeah, to, to know that it's still kind of going and, the, and, and that, that one is quite music. frequently. That one plays quite frequently on our. Oh man, yours get me over there. Oh, get no. me over. <laughs> I think you should come. You can come visit yeah. in the studio. Purple Rain that dropped yes. today. And yeah. you, it's on all platforms. People can get it everywhere. Uh-huh. Why did you choose? Okay, besides from the fact that your voice absolutely just smashed the song in a good way, but why did you choose that song? Why Purple Rain? Um, Prince is kind of like a, is one of those kind of people that was a massive influence on me. You know, you might not be able to tell from my raspy vocals and his kind of beautiful high vocals, but it's, you know, the songs and, and his charisma and stuff like that. And those sort of artists are, are such big influences on me. Um, and it's one of the first songs I learned to play on guitar kind of years and years back. Mm. Um, yeah, I, and I just thought it was kind of fitting, yeah, to do an acoustic version of it. We, we've done it at a couple of shows before. And um, when Prince passed away, we, we were out on tour um, and we kind of stuck it into the set just as a kind of like a homage to him. Um, and, it, and it went down pretty 
pretty well. So, you know, a few years later, I just thought it's one of those songs that I wanted to release and, and got the opportunity. So, yeah, yeah, just wanted to go. And it's it. part of a cover album, a few covers that you're going to bring out. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of just five or six covers. So I'd say more like an EP that's, mm-hmm. that's coming out just to, uh, in between, like you say, no one's been able to go anywhere. Um, it's been quite difficult as an artist to actually get out and do anything. I mean, the March before we all locked down, like which feels like 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. um, I was at the Royal Albert Hall. Uh, which you know was a kind of a pinnacle of my career getting to sing there Um, and then after that it just all stopped you know gigs stopped everything stopped so um, you want to try and keep kind of people interested and uh, it's difficult to to do a new original release because you can't get out there and kind of promo and play Mm -hmm. it so to do stuff that everybody knows and to just be able to keep playing and and release stuff like that yeah so it's kind of five or six acoustic tracks that that are just being released individually it's not like a a one body of work but Mm -hmm. Oh, it's exciting. It's exciting to know that you're going to get one every now and then. It's not like you have all yeah. of them immediately. You have yeah. to wait for some of it. And I think that's like right. A, Keep them waiting. Yeah, Keep that's waiting. exciting. That's exciting. And when I talk to the local musicians, when I interview them on Thursday evenings, they all said that the whole lockdown thing, it was actually fun because they got to discover musically they got to discover a lot more about themselves what they can do what they can't do how did you during lockdown how did you keep busy musically yeah um it was exactly the same thing i mean it's uh, traveling to different studios and stuff is you know is great and you're there in person with people but the whole zoom thing i mean was for artists and for songwriters particularly i think was incredible um Mm. to be able to kind of have writing sessions with people in Norway, Sweden, you know, without kind of traveling there, um, being able to write songs over Zoom, meet a lot of new people and a lot of new songwriters. The the creativity was, you know, you don't have an outlet for it. So the creativity was absolutely pouring out of everybody. And I think that that was really an incredible time and kind of, I think it's changed the scope of of writing music because Mm. like I say, for me now, I could, you know, we could jump on a Zoom call with someone after this and kind of just get straight into writing a song, you know? so it's, it's absolutely changed it. it. It's opened up as much as the world shut off, the kind of Zoom stuff just opened everything up and, and kind of, in fact, got you further afield than you would have been able to if, if the world was open. So Yeah, I think a lot of people are not going to go back to work normal like they usually yeah. did when everything opens up again due to that. Yeah. Okay, six burning questions. That's what uh, I'm going to, just before I love and leave you, you are not allowed to think about them. You're just going to... Okay, I don't, I don't think... Go. I haven't got the brain power to think, Mindy. I've only got a free year off. This is perfect for you. You sleep deprived and all. You're gonna Yeah, that's Okay, cool. Winter or summer? Oh summer. Chocolate or vanilla? Uh chocolate. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Dream collaboration. Oh, dream collaboration. Um, maybe Marcus King. I don't know whether you guys... Or Jacob Banks. Can I say two? Jacob yeah, you Banks. You can, you can King. say two. Wow, the fact that you didn't even have to think about it. Last song yeah. you listened to. Last song I listened to. That's a tough one. Um, uh, song. Uh, un- no, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Just playing my own tracks. Uh, no, it was "Unknown" by Jacob Banks, which okay. is like a piano ballad, beautiful song. Would you rather watch Friends or How I Met Your Mother for the rest of your life if you could only oh, watch? Geez, one can't, show? can't I just turn the telly off? <laughs> you know what I mean? Can't I just turn the TV off? I'm, uh, I, 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 be an option. I'm definitely going with Friends out of the two. You can't, you can't not Friends. It's old school. No, man, so. You can't. Okay, last one, and this is a deal breaker. Like this might ruin the friendship if you answer. Oh wrong. no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes or no? Oh, do you know what? If you, yeah, because I'm ready to hang. No. I'm just gonna. I'm getting ready to hang up. Yes, yeah. it does. 
Yes, why? it does. Can you give me one reason why? Can you give well, me why? I, okay, well, I could come back with, can you give me a reason one why, reason why not? Yeah, but it does go because like in, <laughs> in Asian and Chinese food, right, they use pineapple with, with kind of chicken and stuff like that. No, oh, but that's in the stir fry. That's not with cheese. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Well, no, because we used to, in the UK, right, there were used to be these things in the 1980s called, um, like they used to call it a hedgehog, a oh. pineapple and cheese hedgehog. So they'd have, stay with me, Lindy, this okay. is going to sound crazy. Okay. So they'd get, an, they'd, get an, they'd get an orange, right? Okay. They'd wrap that in tin foil so the orange doesn't get eaten. The orange is just for serving, right? Oh, no. Then you get toothpicks, yeah? Oh, no. With slices of cheese, okay. slices of pineapple and a bit of pickle on and stick those in the orange so people can just come up and take a take a thing. So maybe oh, it's the yeah, maybe it's the horrendous the horrendous hand-me-down cuisines that we've had here in the UK from Not from, something I would classify as lacquer but something No, well, you know what? They I don't think they did in the 80s, man. And what 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 happened in the 80s probably should stay in the 80s. But yes, yeah. pineapple on pizza is a definitely oh. a good thing. Now I don't even have any more burning questions that I want to ask. <laughs> that threw me completely off. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, What's I'm next for you? What is next for you? What can we expect more? Um, so I'm heading out on to, well, fingers crossed that we don't get, you know, our Boris doesn't tell us we can't go out anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, in August, I've got a tour lined up. So going and doing uh, 11 dates sort of around the UK. Okay. Um yeah, and then after that, it's just live shows, man. Literally, like, as soon as stuff opens up, I'm, I'm just going to be hitting stages everywhere. Do you know what I mean? I'll be, um, even if I'm not invited to play at these places, I'm just going to turn up and play because I'm missing playing live. So, yeah, tour, um, new music uh, is, is coming. I think maybe maybe in the new year, I think it's the best time to do it. So, Oh, that's insane. Wow. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us all the way in South Africa. We really appreciate Thank it. You. I appreciate it. It was so nice getting to meet you, getting to know you, getting Thank to know you. that yeah, you, you appreciate pineapple on pizza, even though I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> I wish can we still be friends? You. Yeah, we can. If only if you right. can visit us in South Africa. Hey, what does Brent say? What does Brent say about Brent, pineapple on pizza? Pineapple on pizza. No, Brent says no. Oh, come on, Brent, man. <laughs> all right, fine. Forget about it. <laughs> That's how we do it in South Africa. And I'm joking. We have a lot of people who appreciate a good Hawaiian pizza. But thank you so much. And all the best. If you release new music, you have our details. Send it to us. And know that you'll always have a lacquer support system here in South Africa. And we can't wait to hear more from you. Thank you. Lacquer talking to you. And big love to all of you guys in the SA. I'm going to take a selfie, not a selfie, just a picture for social media. I'm going to do yeah, official zoo. I don't even know how I'm going to do this. I'm just going <laughs> to. Let's just try the best we can do. No, why am I smiling? It's like the whole situation with the mask. You can't even see my mouth. But it's yeah. okay. Have a good one. Good luck with the baby. Congrats to you Thank and Marky. And we wish you nothing but the best going. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for having me and lots of love to you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.